How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and my goodness, he is back. World <laughs> traveler, Pastor Ken Keltner. Man, I got in last night. I said, Pastor, you're probably too tired. He said, no, if, if I get a chance to talk to Pat Williams, yeah, I'm put coming me on, in. Put, put me on. I mean, I, Australia, New Zealand, and Palau, five missionaries and 20 days. And you know what, Mike? I think I told you before we started. What I learned was that God is at work all over the world, and he'll use whoever is available. I loved it, Man. and I, I even got. I told you I hadn't even coached any basketball since I got here to Milwaukee, and man, they they want me with the national Palauan team. Go out and coach. So, did you guys win? We did win. One hundred one eighty four. You know what time to retire? Get that. <laughs> get that. Be retire as the national coach for Palau at one and zero. They'll put you in the Hall of Fame. They'll. I'm t- you'll be like Pat Williams at that point. You'll be in the Hall of Fame or something. Man, yeah. it's good to see you. You got a chance to go on TV and and uh, highlight promote faith in the zone. You in know Palau? what? I, I, yeah, the the former president of Palau wanted to talk baseball, and I started telling him some faith in the zone stories with AJ Ellis and some of those guys. And he goes, I want, my brother owns the, the TV station here. I want you on talking about faith in the zone. Man, that's awesome. So there did you, you go. Uh, did you say interna- my, interna- international now, Mike. Did you say my last name correctly, or did you even yeah. mention me at that no, point? No, I did. I said, no, hey, I, I'm just yeah. a little co-host. Mike McGivern is the host. Yeah. I, he has his back hurts for carrying me yeah. after every program. You know you know, I don't get that station on Spectrum, right? So <laughs> you, I can never figure it out if you're telling me the truth. Hey, man, I'm going to get it YouTube to you, all right? Yeah, you, you get me that YouTube. <laughs> I'm really excited about today's show. Look. We had Pat Williams um, on a number of years ago, and I was just he. I was so impressed with him, and and when it, when he came out with a new book, and I read some of the book today. It's uh, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams: Stories and Lessons from John Wooden's Summer Basketball Camps. I, I can't wait to get a copy because I reading the forward from John Wooden's daughter, reading part of the the book that Pat wrote. I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. And there's a number of ways that we can do that. And throughout the show, I'm going to tell you all you have to do is Google Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, and this pops up, and you can get it at Amazon or Target. There's a number of places to get this book, and I would highly recommend it. We're now joined. He is the Senior Vice President of the Orlando Magic and author of over 100 books. He is Pat Williams. Hey, Coach, thanks a lot. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, So nice to plug in with both of you, Mike. Ken, uh, thanks for inviting me. Well, Pat, you know, even though your Orlando Magic took took it to the Bucks this week, 
Uh, you're still welcome on Faith in the Zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, uh, it was a much needed win for us, and anything we can uh, do to make up for it now in Milwaukee, maybe I'll come <laughs> up and have dinner at Carl Ratchis or there you go. Uh, Mater, Mater's. You know, yeah. I'm a. I'm a big Milwaukee fan, so maybe I'll slip in there one day soon. Hey, you know what? If you do, if I'm buying dinner, we'll go to Carl Mater's or we'll go over to Karash's. <laughs> if Pastor Ken's buying, we're going to Chick-fil-A, pal. That's, <laughs> so, and if, hey, if you're buying, wherever you want to go, Mr. Williams, we'll be right there with you. I, I again, really appreciate um, a few minutes of your time. And, and let's talk, if we can, to begin with, about this book, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. Well, this was really interesting to me, Pat, and I'm wondering what what gave you the idea to write that book? Well, uh, this is the fourth book that I've written about yep. Coach Wooden. I'm fascinated by the man, and uh, uh, so much has been written about his teams at UCLA and his philosophy and so forth. However, there was a big part of Coach Wooden's life that really had been untouched, and, and those were uh, the summer camps that he uh, ran and oversaw for many, many, many years in the L.A. area, and, and as we dug in, we found out <clears throat> there were thousands of youngsters who came under his tutelage, you know, years ago, and so we thought, boy, if we could find some of them, obviously adults now, or if we could find some of the uh, young men who were coaches, you know, in that whole system, boy, that could be awesome to get a look at Coach Wooden. Well, we were very fortunate. We found many of those key people uh, who ran the camps and worked with Coach Wooden, and young assistants, and we found many former campers <clears throat> whose lives had been deeply impacted. You know, they're probably grandfathers now, but, but they never have forgotten, you know, those summer camps. It was a, it was a very, very interesting project, and, and we got to look at Coach Wooden from a different angle. Well, uh, let me tell you about the angle. It was the Coach Wooden uh, that everybody knew at UCLA. He was there every day. He didn't just lend his name. He was involved in setting up every day's schedule. Uh, he spent time with these young campers, spoke to them individually and, and as, a, as a group, uh, did photos. Uh, he didn't just mail it in. He organized the practices every day for them. It, it was fascinating to really get a look at this coaching legend, you know, working in the summertime. Hey Pat, I, I I printed out one page of of part of the book that I read uh, today, and I read as much as I could. I read the forward, and I read a number of of pages. And again, I I really look forward to getting my hands on the book, and I will uh, sometime today or tomorrow. And I'm going to read this book because it it fascinates me. I, I've been a basketball coach now for 36 years. And any time that I could read something, I coach wouldn't. And and I took this part of it because it 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 kind of hurt me a little bit, and I wanted to share it with our listeners. And it goes like this: A few years ago, Hayes said I was at UCLA to coach a high school basketball camp that Jim Herrick ran. ran. Jim invited Coach Wooden to speak to the coaches at the camp. I was there with other coaches, and I could hear some whispering and laughing. They were young coaches, and they just didn't get who Coach was and what he had accomplished. They thought he was just an old guy from back in the day, and there was nothing they could learn from him. One guy was really disrespectful. I heard him say about Coach, he doesn't know anything anymore so why are we here he must have thought coach couldn't hear him but i saw the look on coach wooden's face he could feel 
that you could he could feel the disrespect in the room. He was hurt. I saw it in his eyes. He was thinking, maybe I'm not relevant anymore. Maybe my time has passed, yet Coach was so humbled and never complained when people criticized him. My heart went out to him. After his talk, the other coaches filed out. I sat next to him. It was one of those moments where it was just he was so human. He was hurting, but he didn't say a word about it. We just talked. I wanted to let him know how much he meant to me. Just being there, sharing that moment made me love him even more. Pat, I look, I'm because I've coached for so long, I'm like one of the older guys that, you know, I go into and, and talk at a, a clinic or I, you know, I hang out with some of the younger coaches. And I've obviously nowhere near Coach Wood, but I understand that that where young coaches are looking at me like, man, this old guy doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. Well, I I can't imagine being somebody at Coach Wooden's at the pinnacle. He's the he is without a doubt the greatest college basketball coach that's ever lived. And for him to to, to feel that, I, I I almost feel sorry for those young coaches. Well, it's a great uh, a great story, and I, I'm. I'm glad you uh, you read it to us. Uh, let me let me just say this: Some years ago, uh, the Sporting News uh, polled a group of experts, and they ranked the 50 greatest coaches in American sports history, one through 50. And John Wooden was ranked number one, ahead of Bear Bryant, uh, ahead of um, Vince Lombardi, ahead of Don Shula, and so forth. Um, so. Uh, people who know the game and follow it closely, you're not going to have a problem about the legacy of John Wooden. However, uh, people, uh, you got to remember, you know, uh, time moves on. Uh, there's a whole generation of young people uh, who never saw Michael Jordan play. Uh, there's a whole generation of young people who don't know who Larry Bird was. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, think, think about that. Right. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it's just the way the clock moves and the clock works. That's why I have felt it's important to write these four books that I've done on Coach Wooden, because the man <clears throat> uh, has so much to teach us, so much to learn from him, far beyond basketball, how to live life, uh, how to how to have a how to have a faith, you know, a practicing, a working faith in God that he had, mm-hmm. uh, how to treat people, uh, how to be available to people. Listen, if you if you wanted to get to John Wooden, he lived till 99, but if you wanted to get to him and fly in from somewhere in the country and spend a day or half a day with him, he was there. He, he received you, and, and he, he gave freely of his wisdom and his knowledge. Remarkable. Uh, that's why I think it's so important uh, that we keep studying this man uh, in a way far beyond sports, but really just studying about life through him. He was a class uh, a class person, and, and his faith was uh, very well known. Pat, I, I, I couldn't help but look at what the late Dick Enberg uh, wrote for an endorsement on your book. He said, Pat Williams captures not only the greatness but the goodness of John Robert Wooden, other than my own father, the greatest man I've ever known. I mean, mm. that is a. Oh, I mean, Dick Enberg was classing himself too, and I mean, going back to John Wooden being really outside of his dad, the greatest man he'd ever known. What a. Yeah, what a, I'm. What, I'm, what, I'm still grieving 
over the death of, of Dick Enberg. Yeah. Uh, God knows what he's doing, and his timing is perfect, but Dick Enberg was a longtime friend mm-hmm. and just a, a classy guy. We are and, t- he and Coach he and Coach Wooden had a wonderful relationship. Dick <clears throat> Dick was doing the telecasts on those early days right. of UCLA's yeah. greatness. Yeah. And uh, so he and Coach Wooden were, were very close and uh, had a lot in common. And um, Dick, uh, uh, I was so glad. Listen, we got that blurb from him uh, just literally uh, maybe a, a month or so before he died. Hmm. So, so I felt very fortunate. We are talking to Pat Williams, Senior Vice President of the Orlando Magic, more than 50 years of professional sports experience. He's written more than 100 books, including the really popular Coach Wooden's uh, Greatest Secret. He lives in Florida, and you can uh, – motivational speaker. Pat's done a lot. He's got 19 kids, a whole – how many – I think 12 grandkids, something like that. He is busy. He is really busy, but he's given us time today to discuss his newest book, which is Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. Stories and lessons from John Wooden's summer basketball camps. You can find out more about Pat at patwilliams.com. You know, before we get to a break, guys, and we're going to talk to, to, to Pat about his testimony like we do with everybody that comes on Faith in the Zone. But one more one more quote and and uh, uh, from, the, from the book that I pulled and I just thought it was wonderful. Pat says, you can't go to a John Wooden's basketball fundamental camp anymore. But through these pages, I'm going to take you back in time. I'm going to help you experience what it's like to be coached by the greatest coach of all time. So put on your gym socks, lace up your shoes, grab a basketball and meet me in the gym, and let me introduce you to my friend, my mentor, my coach, John Wooden. Hmm. If that doesn't make (laughs) you coaches that listen to the show, if that doesn't make you want to go and Google and 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 pick up this book on Amazon or at Target or wherever, then you know what? You might as well not listen to the last three segments because that quote, Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lace them up. I mm-hmm. might not be able to shoot it like you, Pastor, but I'll get back on the court a little bit. As long as you can kick to me, Mike. Just yeah, kick to oh, me. man. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to look you off like I look everybody off. I'm going to fake pass to you and take the shot. Yeah, we're talking with Pat Williams, Senior Vice President the NBA Orlando Magic, and we'll be back. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. He is Pat Williams, Senior Vice President of the NBA team, the Orlando Magic, and his newest book, and it's a good one, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, Stories and Lessons from John Wooden's Summer Basketball Camps. Hey, uh, Pat, when when you started to dig in and, and find out more about 
uh, John Wooden summer camps. I, it, it isn't something that I don't know if many people would 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 look at that and say, "Look, I this is really something that I want to write about." Until I guess you get to know that the same things that he was teaching his guys at UCLA. And the knowledge about life is what he was passing along to these kids during the camp, right? Yes, it was. Uh, and it started with that wonderful story uh, that Coach Wooden told, and he did it. The uh, first thing he did was teach these youngsters, as he had his UCLA players, how to put their socks and shoes on properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, pulling that sock on up over your foot and over the heel, making sure you smooth it out. Uh, so there are no wrinkles in the sock. Mm-hmm. And then how to insert your foot properly into the shoe, uh, how to get the tongue adjusted just right, how to lace your shoes properly, then mm-hmm. how to tie them with a double knot mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that they don't come untied in the middle of an important drill. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it was all designed to avoid blisters. Mm-hmm. And he felt that one little wrinkle... In one sock, uh, by the end of practice, you could have a big blister, and one of his star players is out for three weeks or something. So he and, and he taught the campers how to do that, and it was interesting. Uh, as we got to a couple of these campers now, you know, uh, well on into their years, and they said every morning that I get dressed for work, I think of Coach Wooden as I put my my socks on to, you know, my, uh, you know, to wear with my suit. He said, uh, I haven't ever forgotten how to put the socks on right. So those lessons from Coach Wooden, <clears throat> you know, have, have stuck with many people for a lifetime. Well, Pat, one thing I think is interesting about his basketball camps that you mentioned is that he was present and he was actively involved because I've been, you know, growing up as a kid, I went to some basketball camps camps of college coaches and i never really even saw him and uh that that john yeah that john wooden is out there i mean that that says a lot about his humility and his love for people well you make a great point and uh, he made that uh, uh, commitment you know when they uh, they got him uh, some friends came to him with the idea of these camps and he was a little reluctant at first but then he said if we're going to do it you know, I'm going to be involved. <clears throat> and he was involved. He planned each day's activities. Uh, he met with the, the young coaching staff every morning to uh, tell them what he wanted and how he wanted things run. Mm-hmm. And he never missed a day. Hey, hey. Uh, somebody, one of the young uh, teachers or campers, would pick him up in the morning, uh, get him there early uh, so that he could be involved and, and make sure everything was right. And then at the end of the camp, that day, they take him back home and repeat it again the next morning. And one of my favorite stories, you know, Coach would get there, he'd, he'd walk around the gym, make sure everything was right. And one, one camper said, I never will forget the sight of Coach Wooden going to those drinking fountains where <laughs> kids had spit out their gum. <laughs> Remember those days, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he would get a you know a Kleenex or something, and scoop up the the chewed up chewing gum out of the drinking fountains, um, yeah. and make sure it was thrown away. Man, and some guy said, "I'll never forget that sight." Yeah, sp- sp- uh, that proved to me that 
he was really involved, and he was. The spirit, uh, that, that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, spirit of excellence there, obviously. Uh, what, uh, Pat, at what time in, in his career, even at UCLA, did he start these summer camps? Was, was it when he was actively coaching at UCLA, or was it after that? I think it started really in the closing years of his career. Okay. But the bulk of it was after he retired. He was 65 when he retired in uh, 1975. And uh, and so for the next, I, I think it was on into his 80s. So he probably ran those camps for, oh, every bit of 15 years or so, hmm. uh, maybe even a little bit longer. And and in the course, you know, in the course of, uh, oh, what, three uh three or four one-week sessions in the summer. You know, do the math on that. I mean, that's thousands of youngsters, Yeah. you know, over a 17-year period or whatever. Yeah. Thousands of youngsters were, were there under his, as he would like to say, under my supervision. Mm-hmm. I love that word. Yeah, yeah you yeah. And, yeah. and I, he would use, he would talk that way about his UCLA players. He said, uh, <clears throat> he never used the word coaching. It was always teaching. I was teaching these young men at UCLA mm-hmm. under my supervision. Mm-hmm. I, I'm tickled by that word. Mm-hmm. And then big old Ralph Grollinger said, Pauley Pavilion was the largest classroom on the UCLA campus. I mean, that's where Coach Wooden right. taught. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, he, and he was a teacher at heart. And, and Loved he was, to teach. And he was a godly man. And uh, never used the word coaching. Yeah. Uh, some uh, somebody once asked him, uh, Coach Wooden, how many years have you been coaching here at UCLA? And he said, Well, I've been teaching here at UCLA now for for 28 years. Yeah. Uh, it was it was all about teaching, not coaching. He never used the word coaching. Yeah. And and Pat, the, I, I just mentioned the one thing too was he was a very godly man, and. What an influence uh, of his own faith that he could pass on. As we've talked uh, with Tony Dungy, and he's written some books, he really speaks of platform. Platform gives you the opportunity to connect and to have impact. And uh, Well, that's such a good point, guys. It's such a good point. Uh, Coach Wooden was not an evangelist per se, but let me tell you this. His two greatest heroes in the world of all time were Abraham Lincoln and Mother Teresa. And whenever you would walk into his condo down the hall, at the end of the hall, uh, there was a little area where he paid tribute uh, to those two people. Pictures, books about them. Uh, Those were his two great heroes. But But he also said, my greatest living hero is Billy Graham. He made that very clear. My greatest living hero is uh, is Billy Graham? I think it's fascinating that John Wooden, who who was a hero to so many, uh, he had heroes himself, mm-hmm. and and he talked openly about Abraham Lincoln, Mother Teresa, and uh, and Billy, Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Yeah. You know the forward to the book, um, and Pastor, when when you get a chance, take a look. It was written uh, by uh, John Wooden's daughter, and and I loved, you know, she, that was her dad. And reading the forward, you know, we, we put John Wooden, and especially as, as, as coaches, mm-hmm. we look at John Wooden as, you know, that's John yeah, Wooden. He's at the top. To, yeah. to, to her, this was her dad. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how before every game, he had to give his, his wife the thumbs up 
that was kind of the thing, not only when he coached, but when they when he played. When he played, and, and you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but he, he was put in the Hall of Fame twice. He, he's been a Hall of Fame as a player and as a coach. And and the daughter said, look, we went to games because that was my dad. And I, I didn't know until later in life how, how important he was and how special it was, the relationship that my mom and dad had. Until you know, I got older in life and saw some dysfunctional families, and mine was mine was just this really good family, and 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 I maybe took it for granted when I was little, but as I got older, I realized the importance of it, and it was the forward into in this book is is just brilliantly written, and I would again highly recommend go, go online and and Google Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. And it'll give you to it'll get you to Amazon. It'll get you to a number of different places that you can purchase this book. And if you're a John Wooden fan, if, if if you're a coach that doesn't know a ton about John Wooden, but you run summer camps, read the book, pick the book up and take a look at it. Um, and you were talking about endorsements. And Ralph Drollinger, who's a president and founder of Capital Ministries, wrote this one week at a John Wooden summer basketball camp. It changed the course of my life. The first day of camp, I dislocated a finger on an outdoor court rim. John Wooden himself reset my finger. That was my first introduction to the coach. He later recruited me to UCLA where I had the honor of playing in four straight NCAA Final Fours. Pat Williams' new book captures the excitement and the life-changing impact of the John Wooden camps had on me and countless other young people a must-read for any Coach Wooden fan. You imagine, you know, you talked about guys that put their names on camps and might show up Friday afternoon to give out the awards. He was at the camp. He reset the guy's finger when mm-hmm. he hurt his finger at camp. Mm-hmm. And I just think that says a lot about who the man is and and what he stood for. And he wasn't going to do the camps if he wasn't going to be involved in it. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important. We're, you know, we're talking to Pat Williams. He's the senior vice president of the Orlando Magic the author of over a hundred books, including this newest one. Pat, before we get to a break, how are you feeling? How are you feeling nowadays? You feeling good? Yes, I am. Good. I was diagnosed uh, over seven years ago with a blood cancer called yep. multiple myeloma, and uh, I'm into the eighth year of it now. The doctors are pleased; they don't see any signs of it. Uh, I feel good. I'm able to keep my full schedule, so I'm grateful uh, to so many people who've been praying for me. I'm grateful to a team of good oncologists, and I'm grateful uh, for the uh, impact of modern medicine uh, that has been so effective in my case. Hey, we're going to so get... if I can put, go uh, ahead. So I can give, give a quick word to your listeners. Sure. Uh, this cancer was diagnosed through my yearly physical. They spotted something, so my message is very clear: Do not neglect your yearly physical. And particularly to men who tend to avoid it. Yeah, we uh, do. Don't, don't we... neglect it. Get it done. Chances are you're, you're fine. However, if there is something, uh, you want to know about it early. You don't want to find out about it when it's too late. I so agree. don't neglect your yearly physical. I think that's the message that I have for people. He is uh, Pat Williams. He's got 19 children, 14 adopted uh, four uh, from four different foreign countries, 17 grandchildren at Colin Poppers. He is writer. He's an author, over 100 books, and the uh, he, uh, senior vice president of the Orlando Magic. And even though they beat the Bucks, we welcome him 
here <laughs> into Milwaukee. Guys, let's get you a break. Other side of the break, Coach, I want to talk a little bit about your testimony. also want to talk about the NBA All-Star Chapel uh, that you started and, and continue to be involved with. We want to talk to you about those two things on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Accurate Basement Repair. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. He's Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest. He's Senior Vice President of the Orlando Magic. He is Pat Williams. Again, the name of the book, his newest book, he's written over 100 books. The newest one, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, Stories and Lessons from John Wooden's Summer Basketball Camps. You know, Pastor, every uh, every Faith in the Zone, and I think what, what Faith in the Zone is all about is telling great stories, talking to men about their, their journey and their walk, and then talking to them about their testimony. And as we've talked about, and and, I, and as I've seen you, uh, Mike, show some emotion when you get to hear how God has worked in someone's life and and they have come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. I mean, it's it's the journey. It's it's that's the beginning of that journey or that race uh, that the writer of Hebrews says that we now have entered. You know, to and so to keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so, Pat, we love hearing how people have come to the Lord. I know we had you on and you shared your testimony before, but I believe we have some new listeners now, and it'd be a another great opportunity for you just to share with us how how you came to know Christ. Well. I grew up in a, uh, a very sports-minded family. My dad was a coach, uh, a high school teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. So that was my environment. I, I loved baseball. I loved all the sports. Baseball was my best sport. I went to Wake Forest to play there. I was a catcher. And then in 1962, in June, I signed with the Phillies and uh, spent two years as a minor league catcher in their system. Uh, the Phillies saw a better future for me in the front office end. And I ended up in Spartanburg, South Carolina, as the general manager of the Phillies Farm Club. And that was in February of 1965. Uh, we began to have enormous success. Uh, we had good teams. Uh, we started drawing record crowds, and doing some very flamboyant promoting, and uh, some national attention uh, began to focus on us in Spartanburg. And I, I was enjoying all that. Uh, loved our success. Uh, loved the fact that we were getting attention thought that that was going to be the ultimate for me but and I did get a kick out of it and it was you know it was a big part of my life however uh, when all this you know began to fade a little bit there was this questioning in my life is really is this all there is mm-hmm. I yeah. I thought I would be totally fulfilled here but I, I I sensed an emptiness and then little by little uh, interesting things began to happen like a, a Christian ball player, a coach, came down uh, with our team in 1967, and I saw something different in him, even though he didn't preach to me. Uh, Paul Anderson, the great weightlifter, the heaviest, strongest man in the world, came and 
did his demonstrations at strength one night before a game, and and then he talked openly about this faith that he had in this man named Jesus, and said that was the most important thing in his life. Hmm. And then in February of 1968, I met a young lady in a singing group uh, coming through Spartanburg. She was with an organization called Campus Crusade for Christ, which I'd never heard of, but I went. And uh, afterwards, I went up and saw this little girl, blonde, cute as could be. <laughs> I was single, wanted to try and impress her that uh, maybe she should uh, get to know who I was. Well, all she wanted to talk about was the Lord in her life. I had never heard that phrase. She handed me a little booklet called The Four Spiritual Laws. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of that, but I read it that night, and, and I said, boy, this is interesting. I always thought this Christian thing was so confusing and so unfathomable, but I said, this all is quite clear. And so I set up a breakfast date with her the next morning, asked her to expand on it uh, and explain more. So she did about the fact that God really loved Pat Williams and had a plan and purpose for my life. Boy, that was a mind blower for me. Really, a plan and purpose for my life? Then she hit on the big issue that there was sin in my life. I never had a young lady tell me that. Mm-hmm. And she did. And I, I uh, boy, I had to admit, though, I never was a drinker or a smoker. I wasn't a drug guy. My language was eh, up and down. Uh, but she made it very clear that we've all sinned. But then she explained to me that God in his great love and his great wisdom provided an out for us in this world who are all sinners. And that's where Jesus came in, mm-hmm. who came to this earth to, to lead and provide a great example. He was a great teacher, great wisdom, but he came primarily to die. And as Jesus hung on that cross, uh, and this really got to me, you know, all of my sins were placed on his back as he suffered and bled and died. And at that moment, God was forgiving all of that sin in my life, past, current, future. That really got my attention. In fact, it broke my heart. Uh, but then she explained one other thing, that uh, I was going to have to invite Christ into my life. He wasn't going to plow his way in or force his way in. Mm-hmm. But he was gently knocking on my uh, my heart, the door to my heart, and mm-hmm. he wanted to come in and live inside of me. Boy, that was that was quite a concept, that he wanted to take up residence inside of me through his Holy Spirit. And, and at that point, and only at that point, I would be become a Christian. Well, I can remember the day. It was February 22nd, 1968, quarter of four in the afternoon. Hmm. I sought out the owner of our baseball team in Spartanburg. I knew he was a godly man. I knew he would understand what I was wrestling with. And he just said to me, Pat... Uh, uh, this is your time. Uh, this is what we've all been praying for. Mm. You you just go on ahead and get it settled, he said in his soft South Carolina drawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is that time, and I just bro- I broke. Mm. I broke. I wept. Deep tears. Uh, threw my arms around him. I probably got his suit collar all wet. <laughs> but 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 when I when I got straightened up, I knew that a divine transaction had taken place. I. I knew I was I was a new creation. Uh, I felt scrubbed out on the inside. I felt I'd been cleaned up with a cleanser. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm living proof <clears throat> that you can have uh, instant conversion. Uh, some people, you know, can't remember time, place, date, and all that, but I can, proving that uh, you know you can be walking one way, and then when Christ is presented, you can you can come to Him immediately. Mm-hmm. And don't have to do anything. You can just accept him wherever you are. And he promises that he's going to come in and uh, clean you up. He's, he promises e- eternal life for you. And I'll tell you one other thing. Uh, you don't have to worry and face that thought of hell, uh, which I'd always worried about. Uh, Jesus talked twice as much about hell as he did heaven. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And uh, And what an awful place. And and so I had a burden, I still do, uh, to get the word as best I can to as many people as I can uh, to, to come to Christ, get to know him, invite him into your life, uh, be assured of eternal life, be assured of an abundant life on this earth with him mm-hmm. in your heart. Mm-hmm. It's quite a deal, isn't it? You, I mean, you get an abundant life here and an eternal life later. Uh, that's That's the best offer I've ever had. You bet. We are talking to Pat Williams. He is Senior Vice President of the Orlando Magic, author of, of a number of books, and, and we've, we're having him on this week because a, a new book that he's written, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, uh, I, I would highly recommend uh, you, you Google that or go to patwilliams.com. That's one word, patwilliams.com. You know, Pat, I, I tell you what, I, I never tire, and I know Mike doesn't either, of ever. hearing how... God used people, how he used his word, and how he used this young lady in your life. I um, and, and then you're talking about what Christ did for us on that cross, and I love the one, one of the last phrases as we're getting ready to come to that season here where we celebrate really his death and yet his resurrection. When he on that hung on that cross, he said, it is finished. I mean, that Greek word there that he, telestai, it's a financial word. He paid it completely in full. I love it that he didn't say it's almost finished. He said, it is finished. And I tell you, to, to listen to how God worked in your life and, and brought you to himself and you accepted that free gift and you explained that so well, is just so encouraging and so I, I just am so grateful, you know, for the platform God's given to you, you know, to be able to, to share that and and for my own personal life, I get up every morning and I I you know, Pat and Mike, I'm just I'm just taken back that God would love me enough he'd send his son to die for my sins. It's amazing. I'm just grateful for my for my salvation. I just can't I can't tell enough people. I tell people you know, uh, if I really believe the Bible, and the Bible says when a person dies, they either go to heaven or they go to hell, should I be talking to people? And you know, 99.9, I had one guy at Brookfield Mall tell me the other day I, I shouldn't, but 99.9%, people have always said, well, if you care about people and that's what you really believe, doesn't mean they're going to believe it, but yes, you should be talking to them. And, yeah. I, and, I lo- and I love that about you, Pat, and I thank you so much for sharing that. And I just had one other little question. The the little girl that you met that uh, yeah, what what whatever happened there? It, it, Her name. Oh, I thought I thought maybe that became your wife. No, she didn't. Oh, her name okay. Was, her name was Sandy Johnson, and she was in, in nursing school at Northwestern University. She lived in 
Lyle, Illinois. Uh, you know that uh, they were on a singing tour, and I, she had said uh, they were going to be in Columbia, South Carolina, the next night, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been the 23rd of February. I got in my car in Spartanburg and drove immediately to Columbia mm-hmm. uh, to tell her what had happened, and, and I had no idea where they were, where they were, where they were going to be singing. I got onto the University of South Carolina campus, asked some guys, where might there be a concert or something? And lo and behold, I found it. Wow. And I slipped in and, and listened to the concert. It was it was like listening to the concerts with different ears. Oh, I bet so. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And, yeah. and afterwards, I slipped up again up front. She saw me coming, and I thought... This girl is really going to be worried, you know, that I'm a that I'm a stalker or something. But I simply went up and I said, I told her what had happened. Well, she just, you know, was absolutely radiant. She was gleeful. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ended up as the general manager of the Chicago Bulls in the fall of 1969. I did track her down. Mm-hmm. Uh, took her out one time. Um, and, and we had a pleasant evening, uh, but, but that was it. Yeah, you know, there, okay. was, there was, there was no uh, great spark there. That was but, it. You know what? You, but but, but you, for that, for that brief moment, God used her in my life yeah, in, a, yeah. in a powerful way. Well, and you, you'll be able to say thank you to her. Uh, yeah, one day in you heaven. Know, one, yeah. day in heaven. one day in you, yep. you will definitely yep. be able to say thank you to her again. Guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'd really like if we can spend a few minutes on the all the NBA All Star Chapel um, that, sure. that Pat Williams helped found in 1981, he has uh, some of the biggest names you know th- that have come through there, and I just want to talk to him about about that and and a couple other things before we have to let him go. Again, he is Pat Williams. Go to patwilliams.com for more information, or do what I did: Google Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. That's the name of this book, The Stories and Lessons from John Wooden's Summer Basketball Camps, a book that uh, has just come out, and uh, Pat Williams, the author, I would highly recommend, especially you guys that are coaches, parents of, of, of some of the kids I've coached, uh, take a look, at, and, and you're going to want to pick this book up. It's going to be a, a quick read for you. I, I can tell you that. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest has been a good one. It's been really, really good for me. He is Pat Williams, Senior Vice President of the NBA team, the Orlando Magic. And he's author of, of a number of books, including Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. Again, go to patwilliams.com for more information or Google that, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. And pick that book up. Hey, Pat, in uh, 1990, 1981, I'm sorry, you helped found um, the all NBA All-Star Chapel. 
and I'm interested to know the inspiration of, of starting that, and it continues today, and I want to know if you're still part of it. Well, I am. Uh, a close friend of mine, Norm Sanju, uh, was the general manager of the Dallas Mavericks, and a, a strong Christian, and and he uh, we talked about could this possibly happen. Uh, Norm got the blessing of the NBA. We were in Cleveland, and uh, we set it up. We had no idea what was going to happen. We we had a room at the hotel, and somehow or other we got the word out to to enough people. Uh, I asked uh, Andre Thornton to come in, uh, the the home run hitter, slugger for the Indians. And a, and a powerful voice, you know, of, of, of the Christian faith. And he came, and, and amazing, we had a terrific crowd. We, Norm and I were just thrilled. And, and Andre, uh, you know, hit it right out of the ballpark. And when we came away saying, <clears throat> you know, let's keep doing this. So the next year, uh, we were in New York, and we, we, we did it again. And so we're now approaching almost 40 years. Wow. Uh, Norm, Norm has retired years back from, from basketball, so... We, we've continued it on uh, this past year. Last month, we were in L.A., and I invited Dudley Rutherford to be our speaker, Coach Wooden's pastor uh, in the L.A. area. And Dudley came and was just terrific. And so next year, we're in Charlotte. Uh, we already have our speaker lined up. Uh, the NBA has been so supportive. Uh, you know, they set the room up for us, and they provide a nice uh, continental breakfast for everybody and uh it's on the uh it's on the agenda you know for the weekend's activities hey pat who's and, the, can you um say who the guest speaker is next year uh yes uh he's um <laughs> he pastors a large church in in charlotte mm-hmm. and i'm having a david. i'm having a senior mo- oh, david david David, David, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he goes. He's on. Uh, sometimes he's on back to the Bible yes, in Nebraska. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. We, we've had him on Faith yeah. in the Zone. Mm-hmm. He, he played yeah, former, played for former Dean Smith. Yeah, yeah, he played for Dean Smith. Yeah, uh, he's authored numbers of books, and he's mm-hmm. going to be our speaker. And uh, uh, Bobby Jones will be there uh, to uh, maybe open the thing in prayer, and we'll have a singer, and it'll be takes just an hour. But uh, it, it's always very well received. Mm-hmm. So we're That's... looking forward to uh, mm-hmm. a, a wonderful event next uh, next year in Charlotte. So uh, we continue on with it. And David Chadwick. David, yeah, Chadwick, David Chadwick, thank you. you got, My yeah. goodness. Hey, came we, to you. Hey, yeah. we all had a senior moment there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you. We all Forgive have. me, David. David Chadwick <laughs> yeah. uh, played at North Carolina yep. for Dean yeah. Smith. And yeah. He's pastored that church in Charlotte for years. Yeah. For years. So uh, he, he'll, he'll be there, and it'll be another very, very nice event. You know, you have talked about trying to get uh, um, Seth Curry on or, yeah. or his dad, Del. Del, I, th- I believe, is a member at the church where, yeah, where Dave, Pastor Dave, yeah. Chadwick is, and, and that might uh, that might help us with with that. Guys, I can't thank you enough. I, I really can't. Pastor, it's great to see you. You look great. You look tan. Yeah, you look like you've been doing nothing but hanging out by the by the beach, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Beach, I'm just kidding. The church has been really good. You know, yeah. they, there's uh, yeah. Welcome home. I'm yeah. I'm glad that you guys are back. And Pat, thank you very much. Um, good luck with with this book, and good luck with the rest of the year at the Magic. Again, go to patwilliams.com. Or Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, Stories and Lessons from John Wooden's Summer Basketball Camps. 
And trust me, when you start to when you open that book up, put some time aside. Because you're, it's gonna, you're gonna not want to put that thing down. From what I've read, and I'll get that read here by the end of the weekend. I, I believe I'm going out of town uh, next week, going um, a little bit for a day, and maybe Terry and I'll, I'll get a chance to read it. So, Pat, again, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks for inviting me, guys. So nice to visit with you. Yeah, thank you, Pat. You bet. Thanks for Bye-bye. listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 